Welcome back to another Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on again with JB. And if you couldn't tell already, we are trying to push Chizo out the door. It's been successful thus far. He hasn't been on either podcast this week. And, or, oh, he wasn't on either podcast last week. So after his big JLT, big preseason, he wasn't able to back it up during the season. And he's just one of those players, Pistol, that gets our hopes up and, you know, underperforms when it comes to the real stuff. <laughs> he's uh, the JLT hype, but of the uh, podcast world. <laughs> he's Heretia Lumumba from 2016. <laughs> well, the, uh, yeah, the Prince has yet to return. So uh, maybe next week he uh, <laughs> won't be as crook as he was this week. And uh, looking forward to having him back. I can't wait for his speech at the BNF. It's going to be huge. <laughs> Speaking of Collingwood, let's get jump straight into the game. Speaking of huge, Mason Cox is in JB. Oh, we're oh going sorry, sh- I got a bit excited. Uh, well, let's start with the better ruckman that's in, and that's Matthew Cruiser. <laughs> um, Matthew Kennedy joins him for the ins for Carlton. Uh, Byrne and O'Shea both out. O'Shea omitted after just the one game. I didn't think he did that bad, but uh, those hoping to get a quick cash grab from Norton early days. Very disappointed, and it cruises in. So very good news, Pistol. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I couldn't contain myself. Collingwood was the first game, so that was always going to be a bad start um, for me, especially <laughs> when Cox is back in. Oh, jeez. I'm, oh. I'm going to be struggling. Um, I, I should just be banned from mentioning anything about Mason Cox. Yeah, good idea. Let's start that now. <laughs> You're going to have to go through the Collingwood ins. Right, t- right, how about we talk about Cruiser? So um, a lot of people panicking and uh, even rage trading him last week before the game to avoid that donor. I hope you didn't trade him to English because he was on about negative one until three quarter time. So not ideal there. But hopefully you did trade him to a decent uh, Ruckman, not Steph Martin. And <laughs> he's back in. So I don't think it's too much of a loss for those who did trade him though, Pistol, because I don't expect him to play... 20 games from here on out. Yeah, look, he's already been injured after round one. So, you know, good luck uh, for Cruiser trying to get through the entire rest of the season uninjured. Yeah, definitely. We'll jump into the Collingwood ins and outs, and it's Ben Reed joined by Mason Cox on the ins, and Darcy Moore and Tim Broomhead out. So Broomhead with the savage injury last week, and Darcy Moore injured early as well. So do you back your boys in this week, Pistol? I do. Um, I am f- a bit disappointed that um, Elliot couldn't get up, because I was excited about that, same as um, Dugowie. And there was someone else. I just can't remember. So I guess I wasn't that excited. But uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, we're we're a good chance. But yeah, on the on the super coach front, I think we should uh, quickly mention if you had Burn, um, quick trade to Bonner. If you had Camoche, quick trade to Bonner. And that pretty much covers uh, the super coach relevant players in this game because unfortunately uh, for Collingwood, they're not the most super coach relevant of sides. Yeah, and if you have Brody Grundy as well, not great news with Cox coming straight back in. And uh, his <laughs> no, it's only you we can laugh at when we oh. when we mention Mason Cox. All right. So Mason coming straight back in and probably hurting that scoring potential after a big week last week. We will jump into the next game, and it's Port Adelaide versus the Brisbane Lions at Adelaide Oval. No change for Port after they beat Sydney last week. Brisbane only have Mitch Robinson coming in for Daniel McStay, so not a lot going in on this one. Uh, I don't think there were many people under clouds either. Yeah, well, uh, I guess McStay couldn't. McStay in that side, JB. Ooh, walk straight into that one. I'm, not, I'm on a roll this podcast. This is <laughs> Should been, we restart the podcast? I'm considering it's been it. very yeah. shaky I'm so Strongly, far. I am not right. But anyway, <laughs> on to the, uh, the, the Port Adelaide team. It was massive last week seeing Robbie Gray attend 18 center bounces, um, which was only second 
um, behind Ollie Wine. So if he gets back into that midfield role, last year he went 91 average. The three years prior, he went 108, 110, 111. So if Robbie Gray is prime midfielder Robbie Gray, he came off at 111 against Swans last week. He could be just, you know, the top forward at the end of the year. I mean, he did miss round one, so the top at least target to, to trade in um, going forwards. And I'm, I think he'd be a massive POD um, at the moment. Do you want a prediction for Robbie? Not particularly. <laughs> I feel like this could go anyway, but I'm going to say that he will be a top four forward um, with a 100 average. That's my that's my guess at this point. So for me, he would be an early upgrade target. The, usually I'd say uh, stay away from these rounds, you know, the, the early buy players, um, which are the Gold Coast and, and Port players. But then I was thinking about it and... If I'm going to be trading in, you know, the Buddies or the Heenies of the world, or the Billings, I should say, any one of these players, um, Walters, they all have this around 14 buy. So when I get to around 14, if I've got more than two of them in my forward line, you know, I'm, I'm copying a zero in the forward, but because it's a buy round, I'm going to get a rookie score from another position to cover. And if I'm getting a rookie score to cover, then I may as well get someone like Robbie Gray and get the rookie score in, in, in round 10 to cover um, anyway. And... You know, then I don't have those rookie scores in the buys, so it just evens out anyway. It's like the same thing. So <laughs> very, very logical. Yeah. My prediction for Robbie Gray was going to be one ten plus. Whoa. I can... Now, no, no, hear me out. Hear me Whoa. out. I've got a lot of logic and thought behind this. <laughs> I think he'll go one hundred and ten plus because he's good at the game. <laughs> I mean, you're also a biased port supporter so he's not even my favorite player in the world i don't have posters of him all over my wall i imagine that's full of higgins <laughs> it's a bit of both actually a okay, little, little bit of a clean thrown in there now as well oh, <laughs> we'll move on to Good the next specky mcgee going for like four different teams <laughs> oh specky mcgee no he's not on there um <laughs> melbourne versus north melbourne is the next one the the intra melbourne clash which happens every week anyway it's sam frost and dean Kent coming in for Jaden hunt who's been omitted and cam pedersen who's also been omitted north go unchanged after their uh flogging last week of st kilda and what do you think of this one piss i think a lot of people um are mainly raising the fact that sam frost has come in Jaden Hunt has gone out, and I, I don't want you to scream at me, but this could look good for Hibbard, could it not? I mean, it could, but also Pedersen is out, and Sam Frost is come in, and you'd expect him to at least be that pinch-hitting role. I don't think that will affect Hibbard. Jaden Hunt being omitted will affect Hibbard. Um, and yeah, he might be the go-to guy rebounding. Depends on you know where they end up playing um, Salem as well, because he's been playing as a midfielder, I guess... Now there's a backline spot available. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I think this could be a good game for Hibbert, um, which is unfortunate because I'm still going to trade him, JV. I know you're not, but I'm oh, I'm locked in on my uh, Simo pistol. trade. And you do this every year, Pistol. I do. Every single season. I do. You run out of trades by round five. <laughs> I don't know how it's possible mathematically, but you, you do it every year. I'm keeping Hibbert because he is a premium, and when he scores 120 this week, I will ignore your messages of why you play this game still. No, I, I think he'll score very well this week, but you know my reasoning is Jaden Hunt is going to get back into that Melbourne side. He's not playing VFL the whole year, and then what? Then it goes back to how it was before, um, or even worse, because you're, you're going to get more Melbourne stars back. You know, you've got the Viney and uh, Tom McDonald, and it's 
probably not looking great long-term for Hibbard, or at least not as... It might look great for this one week, but it's a, it's a season game, JB, not a, not a week thing. So he's going to score 120 this week, so I'm just going to have to cop it on the chin. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much summarizes my thoughts on that. Well, I think you're wrong. I think Hibbard's a, a safe pick to still be within that top eight defenders at least. You only solidify your loss if you hold him and then trade him out after he's lost money. So don't get yourself too concerned with that break-even. And all we need for him to do is just bounce back to form. Look, if his floor is 75 or uh, he's beginning around that, then <laughs> I'm happy holding him in my side. So... Um, he'll bounce back. He'll he'll come out to North Melbourne. Haven't been playing great football as it is. When they do realise that their problems probably bouncing out of defence and having their best rebounding defender as a, a different role, then he'll uh, he'll jump back into that role and, and be just fine. I think the only reason I could justify trading him is if you think Cade Simpson's ridiculous and going to go one fifteen plus. Well, I mean, maybe not one fifteen plus, but. Um, I'm predicting big things from Simo, which probably should have been the prediction in the preseason. But after this two-game sample size and watching him very closely, and uh, Collingwood <laughs> this week, which is an easy matchup, uh, he's certainly somebody that I think is going to have a massive year. Let's all just see that. Um, let's all make sure we, we pay attention to the fact that Pistol saying he's got Collingwood this week, which is a good matchup, but not saying it's a one-week game. It's a season game. <laughs> So interesting contradicting statements from <laughs> Pistol. And I'm I'm choking here. Next game is Gold Coast versus Fremantle. Pierce Hanley comes back in, I think prematurely. I heard he was supposed to be out for a lot longer, but he is a fast healer. He does get injured every fourth week, so we must be used to it. Jack Bowers goes out with suspension. And Tommy Sheridan replaces Bradley Hill, who uh, copped an injury last week. So um, Pierce Hanley, what do you think he could, uh, if he comes in and scores his 80, 90 pluses, playing in defense, he could be a good upgrade target to, to have someone play throughout our wise. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, luckily we get to wait and see on Hanley. They said they're going to use him in the midfield and the JLT play through the midfield, but look, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, he could be a good option. He's, he's very cheap as well. So someone to keep your eye on definitely, but he's not, I wouldn't say he's high on my radar. Um, I'm more interested in seeing that Will Brody is still yet to crack um, that Gold Coast Sun side. And now, obviously, he's behind Hanley, and you'd expect him to be behind um, Jack Bowes as well, who's only up because of that suspension. So, yeah, Will, Bro- Will Brody is uh, seem- seemingly far from, from getting into that side, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and I'd expect Harrison Wig is probably ahead of Brody as well. So, not looking great. Very strange considering that he had such high expectations going into the JLT and actually played okay in the JLT and then um, not a not a peep from him thus far. So a um, bit, bit strange, but we never know. He might be just saved for the mid-season. It could be a good downgrade option later in the future. So um, not a whole lot of other relevance in this game. It was good to see Fremantle bounce back last week and show that they've got good scoring potential because that obviously does help our numerous Fremantle assets. I do have a question for you, Pistol. Who would you field out of Brayshaw, um, Banfield, and Holman out of this game? Ooh, that is a good question, JB. I mean, look, everyone you assume is going to be playing Holman because it's come off back-to-back 90. So it's generally just better to be safer in this situation. Let your primos do the talking. And um, I think everyone is going to be playing Tim Kelly and Nick Holman on the field. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's no point taking a risk in, in this situation. Maybe in the forwards, there's a bit more, um, 
I guess, discussion to be had about which forwards or I guess kind of defenders to play um, instead. But yeah, it's at least it's at least they're all getting games. So um, thank you, Ross Lyons, actually playing all the kids. Speaking of forwards, we're moving to the next game. It's Sydney Swans versus GWS, and GWS have been the cause of a lot of havoc. Uh, in our forward line. So we have Perryman and Hopper in for Tom Scully and Zach Langdon, who's injured. Toby Green also hasn't returned for this one. On the Sydney side, Sam Reid comes in for Robbie Fox. Not a whole lot of relevance there unless you took the punt on Fox. But our GWS conundrum is is not a good one, Pistol. And I think it's leaving a lot of people with uh, those two and even Sicily with a big decision to make. Yeah, this is kind of, I guess, the key talking point. It's if you have Green and you have Sicily and you have uh, Giles Langton, what do you do? I mean, look, you can kind of sideways. If you missed someone like Liam Ryan, then I think it's pretty straightforward just do Giles Langton to Liam Ryan because he's going to go up uh, really quickly. But other than that, there's no really standout forward rookie option. Um, I'm in that situation, JB, and I've decided to trade Sicily just because... <gasps> I know, I know. Already, I've jumped. I've jumped off the, uh, I guess the the bandwagon that we we're talking about the, the entire the self made bandwagon. Self made bandwagon. <laughs> that is it. Um, or I mean, I I couldn't predict Green was going to get injured for God's sakes, but yeah, Sicily could have, but it would have been strange. It, it would have been strange. I mean, he's got suspended. Teams are gonna. I mean, I think he'll be a good scorer. So that, that's why I'm a bit annoyed, but. At the same time, I think he's going to be a bit figured out. If people are going to get in his face the entire season, and uh, it's hard to, it's hard to admit that he might. This might not be the last suspension he receives uh, for the rest of the year. He's, yeah, just a massive hot head. Um, but look, I'm happy with uh, bringing in Robbie Gray into my side, so I can't really be upset about it. But yeah, basically, if you're in that situation, I'm. I'd be suggesting to trade, but at the same time. Um, you could definitely, if you're going for league, you could just hold it and, and cop it for one week. And if you only have Sicily, then you can just hold it for a week. And if you have Sicily and um, Zach Langdon, then you can decide on which one you want to do. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of decisions to be made. I think the main thing that I'd suggest out of all of this is to definitely, under any circumstance, hold Toby Green. He's someone that you will require in your side before long. And if you trade him out, it will be a wasted trade. And he's not even someone that's going to go down in price considering his first week. So you're not going to get him back cheaper. I don't think it's a good idea to trade him. I know there's a lot of uh, mystery shrouded around this injury, but it's uh, he's the only player that I'd consider untouched by this whole scenario. Um, as you said about Giles Langdon, if you've got Giles Langdon, you've probably missed one of Fritsch, uh, Ryan, uh, Gala, or Venables. So, I mean, not all of them look to be great scoring options, but it's not too bad to just correct one, take that slightly lower score, and, and just get back to business next week. So, I mean, trading premiums I don't think is too recommended, but Sicily did look pretty ordinary, and I'm glad I started McLean oh, come on. pistol. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll move on to the next game on that note, and it's St. Kilda versus Adelaide. So Saints have swung the axe here, omitting Stevens, Billy Longer, Jack Steele, and Hunter Clark. So that's Kobe Stevens, not Jack Stevens. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. Uh, and they've brought in Rowan Marshall, Luke Dunstan, Brandon White, and Nick Caulfield. So a few names there that, that might 
uh, Procurers up there a little bit. Caulfield being the most interesting, considering he was probably locked onto most teams' uh, fields actually before he was not selected for round one. And then you've got Crows with Tom Lynch and Richard Douglas in for Matt Crouch and Fogarty, who's been admitted. So a little bit of rookie madness in this one. Um, those who started Hunter Clark uh, probably will have to cut their losses and make a correctional trade to a rookie that's playing. Um, on the other hand, it's probably going to be good to see Caulfield play for a couple of weeks before we upgrade to, oh, sorry, downgrade to him. Yeah, look, I've, I've got mixed feelings about it. Obviously, Hunter Clark going out, you just need to get rid of because his scoring potential didn't quite live up to the JLT hype and he was you know, projected to lose money. So the, the good thing about it is he's not going to lose money this week because he's not in the side. Um, you can use him as a loophole option this week or you can wait until a different rookie um, appears. So you don't actually have to rush that trade unless you missed... Um, a key rookie. I think that's something that people often overlook is that this is actually not too much of a bad thing that he's missing this game. He's not going to drop in price. Um, another point of note is thank God one of uh, Stephen and Stevens is out because the commentators always get it wrong and it's really annoying. Um, Rowan Marshall, who is rucking for St. Kilda, he's 220k, so he's not uh, you know, that 123k option um, in case people were wondering. And JB... Lockie Murphy has held his spot in the Crow side. I'm continually just haunted by this O'Connor versus Murphy uh, 50-50 split <laughs> that has just gone horribly, horribly wrong for me. Um, just quickly, Matt Crouch is injured. Trade, keep, what What? What would you suggest? I think the, the initial report was three weeks, so that's just over that two-week threshold in which we usually advise people to trade. I wouldn't be recommending carrying someone like that unless you've potentially only got one rookie spot on your field, in which case you'd be bringing on a Holman or a Kelly. I mean, that could be a suitable replacement for a couple of weeks, I guess, especially if you're going for league. But in most situations, you'd look to trade him and just lock away another premium, like say you've missed Clayton Oliver if you're interested in the POD, which a lot of Crouch owners are. That's why they've got him. Or um, correct to a player like Dusty or... Tom Mitchell, who you've missed. And if you don't have the money, there are plenty, a plethora of um, premium options that that are around that price of uh, Matt Crouch if you can't make the upgrade. So um, I think you're spoiled with choice pretty much because he was at such a high price to start with. Well, this is also a perfect opportunity if you didn't start Dangerfield just to upgrade Crouch to Dangerfield. I mean, you're probably not going to get a better option than this in the next you know five weeks. So I'd almost just say if you can afford it, you know, take it while you can. Yeah, definitely if you can afford it. I think it's a big jump in money. So if you held that war chest hoping for Coniglio up, it's probably a blessing in disguise considering Coniglio has started so well. Um, and uh, to answer your Murphy uh, query, which you didn't have, you just said that you were haunted by it. <laughs> it's it's surprising that he's survived over Fogarty. That, I mean, Tom Lynch comes in and Douglas comes in. I mean, Douglas crouches straight swap. I suppose Fogarty and Tom Lynch are the, like, the same sort of size, but... I mean, they rate him very highly at the Crows, and they uh, just surprises me a bit, I guess. What are your thoughts on it? Well, he, he's holding out Kirtley Hampton as well, so he's done well. Adelaide have a lot of injuries. Um, obviously, Matt Crouch is injured now as well. So, yeah, he's done well, and I can't really see... It, it would be it'd be hard for him... He, I don't know what he'd have to do to not get a game at this point. I mean, he'd have to be exceptionally poor, but he, he's done enough. Um, so, yeah, if you... You got him. He's going to make a lot of money when he's only a 102k rookie. I think, I mean, he's probably behind um, Dude and Finlayson as the top um, defender rookie options to trade in if you miss them. 
yeah, definitely. Duda and Finlayson, absolutely. If you've missed them, then um, get them in at all costs and don't even worry about Murphy because he could be out in a week's time. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's he's one, one poor game, I think, away from being out. But at the same time, he's a pressure forward and they generally find their own goals and he's been doing so. So as long as he can do it, He'll be in that side. So we'll move on to the Richmond and Hawthorne game. So Richmond look like they've actually swung a bit of an axe here. Josh Caddy suspended, though. Shy Bolton and Corey Ellis both omitted. Nick Vlastowin, Dion Prestier, and Jack Higgins are the three probable to come in. But Connor, Manager, Sam Lloyd, Marbia Chol, and Ryan Garthway all go onto the extended bench with them. And we'll, we'll talk about them first because they've got a lot of ins and outs. First of all, Jack Higgins already confirmed to be in. How good do we expect his job security to be straight off the bat? Because in my opinion, they definitely rate Shy Bolton. And if he gets a VFL, a VFL form together and Jack Higgins starts even mediocrely, it could just be another straight swap back between the two. Sure, it definitely could be. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that we won't know what hit us after we see Jack Higgins play. Um, he, I believe he was the only player to um, turn up in more games than Rockliffe as a junior, um, which is saying something because we know how well Rockliffe can score. His scoring potential is absolutely massive. Um, off the top of my head, it was like 32 out of 36 games in a row as in, in his uh, junior carnival and stuff. He scored like over 100 and the average I think it was 145 is just like an absolute beast of a super coach score he does everything um so yeah basically I think if he gets to two games in that side and he's playing well he besides let's let's ignore the the Tim Kelly and the, the Holman because they're just being unreal at the moment he'll be the best other rookie for the entire season yeah big raps and fingers crossed he is because we need a forward rookie that's going to actually consistently score more than 30. So <laughs> that would be great if he can solidify himself in that squad. And only 130K because he was picked so late in the draft uh, compared to the other higher-priced rookies, obviously. So we'll move on to Hawthorne, who have Sicily out suspended, obviously. Bergwin is injured and Shawmakers is also injured. They've got James Frawley, David Mira, Connor Glass, Mark Pitney. Jonathan O'Rourke, Harry Morrison, and Will Lankford coming in. Is it there a, a good chance that David Mira gets the nod this week? Well, I mean, looking at the ins and outs, I mean, let's say Sicily's out, so Frawley's probably coming in for that one. That's that's pretty obvious. Ryan Schoenmakers is out, so you guess Mark Pitane is the one that comes in for that. And then you've got Burgoyne. Um you're probably thinking if Burgoyne's out, it's either going to be David Mira, um, O'Rourke, or Will Langford, depending on what type of forward. You've got defender there, midfielder, and the forward, depending on what they kind of want. Um, he was playing a bit forward last week, so maybe Will Langford. But David Mira was almost, or well, arguably, best on ground in the VFL as well for them. So he is close to getting into that Hawks side, and he's also a 102k defender rookie. So there's a lot of good rookies like coming through in the next couple of weeks, which is perfect for our you know early um, cash generation. You know, culling those those cash cows. Maybe the Liam Ryan's who after a couple of big games they might not you know go up too much. I mean, obviously we'd need. Uh, this is a bit too early, but yeah, it's it's promising signs. 
Yeah, and especially if someone's dropped, uh, for example, if Norton's not in the side in a couple of weeks' time and Caulfield's played too, that would be perfect timing to just make a little bit of bank and correct that. Um, <laughs> I think uh, you're hoping that we make bank from that trade. I reckon it'd be an upgrade to do not to Caulfield. What's Norton's break-even? I, I think it's decent, Oh, it's isn't it? It's I can't tell you off the top of my head there. Well, actually... No, no, I can't tell you off the top of my head here, there, but it's <laughs> it's like forty, I think, or something like that. So he still might oh. not get it. Yes, no, that is concerning. Um, well, let's hope that Norton does something and doesn't keep getting Norton stuff. Um, <laughs> is that what we're going to call it Norton stuff. Well, it's his name, okay? It's it's just a pun. You're allowed to make puns on the That's podcast. That's not even a pun. I think I, you need to get explain to you how a pun works. Maybe you should explain Whoa. it to me as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we both need a strong lesson on puns. Now, we'll move to West Coast versus Geelong, and there are no outs confirmed for this one yet. Thomas Cole, Will Schofield, Braden Ainsworth, and Mark Hutchings come into the Eagles extended bench. And it's... I'm not going to pronounce that name, but that... <laughs> That good forward that kicked goals in that first week. Who? Jordan Cunico and Jordan Murdoch and Scott Selwood come to the bench. So there's a few players in the Geelong side that could actually come in. The <laughs> Ratagalaya. Yes. <laughs> Ratagalaya. That was actually pretty good. Um, thank you. Uh, he may come back in considering he played round one. And Scott Selwood is obviously a, a first, first teamer if he's fit. Interesting to see who may go out with this one. I'm actually not too sure. Hopefully, it's not the Fogarty's and the O'Connors of the world. Yeah, I mean, looking at that bench there, you're going to assume Tim Kelly's getting getting a game. Um, Cock- yep. Cockatoo as well um, is probably getting another game. Scott Selwood's on there. So that's three. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough call between the, the Fogarty, Guthrie, Murdoch, O'Connor. You know, three of those players with Guthrie, Murdoch, and O'Connor play really similar roles. Um, I was at the game last week and O'Connor was, I think, performed better than Guthrie, so maybe he might get the nod over Murdoch, but at the same time, depending on what they want, uh, Fogarty's still there, but I assume he goes out for Scott Selwood. Um, But also, I'm biased because I just desperately want Mark O'Connor to work out better than Lockie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, why did I ask you then? (laughs) Yeah, well, biased opinion, O'Connor will uh, stay in the side. <laughs> that's, as, that's as hopeful as me thinking Norton will make us cash. <laughs> well, speaking of Norton, we'll move on to his side's match, and it's them versus Essendon, them being Western Bulldogs, if you don't already know. Essendon have no confirmed outs thus far. However, Orazio Ar- Ar- Fantasia, <laughs> I, gotta, I should do it like BT one time. Uh, David Myers, Mark Bagley, and Sean McKernan are their ins. Ins for the Western Bulldogs are Tory Dixon, Jack Redpath, Mitch Wallace, Tom Boyd, Fletcher Roberts, and Shane Biggs, with just Jordan Ruffhead and Jackson Trangrove going out. So Norton will hold on in this one due to Jordan Ruffhead and Jackson Trangrove going out. He's named at full back. I know that doesn't mean a lot. But on that interchange bench for the Western Bulldogs, it's very, very difficult to see who goes out. Oh, this is incredibly tough. I imagine they swing an almighty axe. Um, looking at the bench, my best guess of players that will get the nod um, will be Mitch Wallace will probably come in. Um, given Roughhead and Trangrove are both out, only Redpath came in, so they might want to replace, they might want to keep another tall. So maybe Tom Boyd stays, well, not stays, but gets gets a game. Um, but that one's hard to tell. And then you've just got players that did not perform last week, Caleb Daniel, 
um, wasn't great. Uh, Honeychurch probably did enough, to be honest with you. But yeah, Lucas Webb, Ed Richards. I think one of Fletcher Roberts and Shane Biggs gets the other spot. Yeah, well, Jack Redpath's name directly on the field at full forward, so you'd assume he'd get the nod. Good news for players who started Billy Gowers, though, because he is also named on the forward line in the forward pocket there. Now, we have seen people dropped from the actual listed on field straight down to the extended bench uh, and onto the emergencies. However, it is very rare that we see that. So uh, good signs early for those who have Gowers and definitely those who have Norton considering Trangrove has gone out. That wraps up our, uh, our round preview. Where do we go now, Pistol? Well, I just wanted to quickly mention Tim English is named as number one ruck. Obviously, Ruffhead and Trangrove out is just, you know, unbelievable timing uh, for Tim English. So owners get a bit fortunate there. I reckon uh, when Ruffhead comes back in um, when he passes a con- concussion test, you assume next week, um, there might be a little bit of trouble depending on if Tom Boyd plays and how he goes and, and Trengrove's only three, four weeks away. So English might actually get enough time to fatten up, which is a nice surprise because he, yeah, he'll be in and out throughout the the rest of the entire season. Yeah, definitely. And he did look very promising in that first game. It was just the second one that let him down a bit. Good to see his retaining spot though, especially for those who had the nightmare of trading uh, Cruiser out and having English come in or having him coming as cover and wasting a trade on it. And then seeing the, the daunting score at three-quarter time. So it could still all work out well. And that first score will help out his first price rise. So he needs to back it up this week, though. Um, do we want to go through the Cancer Council donations? We've had some very, very generous people. And we are always appreciative of anything that we receive for this course. We definitely will go through it. But I think just before that, we probably uh, should go through our captain opportunities for the week, JB. Well, we could do that last. Well... <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm no stranger to the podcast, and I think the the order is very important that we that we end on the high note of the cancer council. So it'd be great if Chizo was here to direct this because I don't do Thursday podcasts, and I'm a little frazzled at the moment. Pistol, so lead the way on the captain. No, you've, you've done a really good job. I mean, the <laughs> the puns need work, but besides that, uh, you've, oh you've wow, done, you've done I really that was well. Was my best work. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's upsetting. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll discuss it later after the podcast. But yeah, captaincies okay. for this week. If you missed it though, Lahug's captains are back for this year um they are on the website every week um he does an outstanding job of going through um key players for the round and if they should be your vice captain option or your captain option it includes you know their last three matches last three matches against the direct opponent last three at the ground and his prediction um and he's pretty good at it as well so that's definitely worth a read i should say he's uh top i guess predictions this week um he thinks tom mitchell's the safest captaincy option and fife is a worthwhile loophole um so you know i'm not not going to argue with the great man but uh on my team i think i'm looking at just doing a very simplistic uh no frills dusty into Dangerfield. yeah and we received a couple of questions on twitter about this as to how you would do dusty into Dangerfield, considering uh, all other rucks uh or for most teams would have played before the Alanga loop could be activated or the Lavender loop. Now, if you just start the round with Alango on field and Gorn as emergency, you don't have to captain Alango. You can literally just leave him there and let Gorn's emergency come in. 
and that way you won't be locked out of uh, out of doing that that loophole. So obviously, Alango does play later than uh, uh, Dusty and Tom Mitchell. So you do have a little uh, window of opportunity there to make that that switch, but you do have to be quick with it. It is possible though. A lot of people were getting concerned about the being locked out of their Ruckman uh, substitutes. Yeah, the, you'll have to be really quick. I think it's probably about ten minutes. Um, after the game so we'll hopefully be on top of the live scores on the weekends and be able to have a quick shout out what did Dangerfield or what even near the end of the game what's Dusty on what's Titch on um, is it worthwhile taking them or, or going with Danger because I think that's probably the most common um, loophole but if you don't own those players JV um, other options to consider you know Gorn absolutely Goldie and Gorn actually score incredibly well against each other which is surprising but I mean, makes sense. Um, Crips against Collingwood. Collingwood obviously don't tag midfielders, so it's probably going to go bananas. Um, other than that, it's pretty much the the big guns have just been scoring well, so you don't really need to, to risk it. My smoky option is Stephen Caniglio. I think he'll do very well against Sydney, and they'll play that tight brand like they did against Port Adelaide, and he's a tackling machine, so... I'm going to back Canigulo and as a bit of a sneaky point of difference as VC. Otherwise, if you're not into the sneaky options like that, I'll just go the usual Dusty or Tom Mitchell into Dangerfield. Yeah, no, sounds good. And now, JB, now we can uh, talk about the Cancer Council. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to say a big thank you to the donators this week. Um, we've got the Fozzy Wolf um, with a Donate for Donuts due to Cruiser. So sorry for your cruiser donut but the cancer council does thank you for your donation and thanks for your uh long time support of the podcast and the next donor is the very special finn parker um if you remember last year um he was 15 so i assume he's 16 now jb because that's how time works so a uh, happy birthday finn i don't know if it's your birthday but we'll just <laughs> go with that and uh he's now i assume 16 and he's been raising money helping us raise money for the cancer council so he's basically just a gun and uh thank you always for your continued support guys uh really appreciate it and what it's about is if you enjoyed this podcast i mean we'll post the link on facebook to the cancer council or on soundcloud it will be in the description um we've just been raising money for the cancer council and if you enjoy the podcast feel free to donate however much you you want to and also the donate for donuts is a campaign we've been running if you get a donut you pledge a certain amount uh donut being a zero score there might be some this week with gars langdon and sicily and um green you know conundrum in the forward line um if you do you pledge any amount one dollar two dollar five dollar ten dollar twenty dollar fifty dollars a million dollars whatever you want you can um just donate for a donut and that would be absolutely awesome jb and if you don't ever want a lesson on aging again on the podcast (laughs) let it be known on the facebook comments leave a review on itunes soundcloud everywhere we check all the social media platforms in which we post the podcast so we love listening to your reviews. Um, we enjoy anything that the community has to say, whether it be constructive criticism or just lapping up how good I am at podcasting. <laughs> also, um, we have an important announcement. We do act- actively check the emails. However, we've noticed that as we've been getting such a high amount of emails come in, there are a few people missing out. So if it gets to Thursday or Friday morning and you think about chucking an email through, it might be best to just message the page as we are going to do the emails in chronological order through uh, from date, obviously. 
So it, yeah, it just to avoid your email being missed because we do want to give you the advice as much as possible. Might be best to flick the uh, page message because we are slightly more active on that. So uh, that's all I've got to say, Pistol. Have you got any closing statements? Yeah. The reason why it's slightly more active on the page is because I'm the only person at the moment answering all of our emails. So it's just me sitting there like a monkey, you know, answering the 70 odd emails we're getting per day and it's taking a really long time. So apologies if uh, I've been a bit slow to get back to you, but there's a lot and I'm working my way through that. Hopefully I can get through um, most of the ones that have been sent to us by now um, before lockout because that would be ideal. Um, otherwise... Well, now you don't have to do any more study on, on how people age because you've nailed that. <laughs> that. I do understand how it works now, so that is that is good news. <laughs> but if you uh, would like to ask us any questions, we do occasionally when we're not answering emails. Maybe I'm just speaking on my behalf. Uh, we check our Twitter. You can find me at pistol underscore drse jb at jb underscore drse and chizo at chizo underscore drse don't uh you know i mean feel free to message chizo and ask ask him where the bloody hell he's been if you want or you can also um tweet me and ask me to explain to you how aging works and i'll be happy to uh you know go into that in a deeper explanation and uh otherwise <laughs> oh, have a good rest of uh, the weekend community <laughs>